Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now back to 95.7 The Game. As one season ends, another begins. So it is written. I just wrote it down anyway. It's Whitey Gleason, Kyle Madsen on 95.7 The Game. The spring convergence in sports is upon us here. Major League Baseball underway. The Warriors wrapping up the NBA regular season today then. Playoff time. And, of course, we have the Masters concluding today. Looks like Tiger is done uh, he completed his final round today, Kyle, and I guess congratulations are still in order, even though he uh, what he finished 13 over for the tournament, which means he was what six over today. But still, yeah. all in all, I mean, not the fairy tale finish that some chose to believe in, that some chose to bet on. What? But still, a remarkable finish. He went today par birdie par. Okay, good start. Bogey, bogey, bogey. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> not not great. Um, I'm positing that uh, his struggles on Friday and Saturday were because he wore a sweater. Hmm. He did not wear a sweater on Thursday. He went sweater on Friday, Saturday, and that was the beginning of the end. Okay. He was winning that uh, that uh, traditional Sunday red today. Watch Which offended out. you? Why did Watch that offend out. you? 37th place. Here I come. 47th. Yeah. I know, but he was talking to you, the guys ahead of him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Uh, look out. Just yeah. the fact that no, but but that was the big thing is like, if he is even, if he is anywhere like in the conversation going into the weekend, that's a remarkable feat. Yes, and he finished what one under on Thursday, mm-hmm. finished even thir- one under right. I believe so. Yeah. So he fin- just unbelievable. Then he was two over, I think, the next round. Yeah, plus one going into the weekend, and then just kind of fell apart. But he got through the the Masters, the hardest. The hardest course on the tour. And he just got through it in his first event since a major car accident. That was that was kind of the big thing. Can he even get through four days? He makes a cut. That's great. Got through all four days. How he didn't play great. But um, the fact that he was able to finish, I think, is pretty impressive. How's your golf game? Not good. 
Well, we knew that, but I mean, because you've I'm told us. next weekend. Yeah? Yeah. There's your problem, right? When you play like, and like me, I don't even remember the last time I played, but uh, obviously the next time I play, it's probably not going to be very good. Yeah. You got to play all the time. Yeah. That's, and that's. You get rid of those eights or whatever your high scores are, sevens, eights, if you can just minimize those, you're going to crack 100 yeah. easy. Still haven't cracked 100 yet. I right? have. Oh, you have? I have. Look at that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, and it was honestly, it wasn't like, it wasn't like one of those rounds where it's like, oh, I'm taking a second drive here. Like, <laughs> I'll see which one of these I'm going to play. It wasn't, it wasn't one of those. It was a, it was a legit broke hundred. Big Very deal good. for me. Nice. Thanks. How, was it, was it close? I remember the first time I broke hundred, I think it was like 98 or something. Yeah. That, that, I had that, like 89 going on 18 is like, uh Oh, I hit it in the tree and it's not coming down. That's bad. Oh, this cart path is OB. That's not good. And I barely made it. No, it was a par four to finish. I parred the, I parred the hole. It's sitting at 94. Wow. So yeah, I just didn't have to botch it. I thought you said no. you're no good. I mean, that's that's actually you part a par four to break 100 for the first time. That's that's impressive. Thanks. Yeah, impressive. I have most impressive. Yeah, I have I have one, something Joe Shasky told me is like when you start golfing, just take the good shots with you. Don't even keep score for a while. Just take the good shots with you. And so that's what I did. Um, and now it's just I take you know I try and remember the the good holes because while I do have you know the straight eight here or there, I also snowman. have snowman. Give know, me a snowman. I also, you know, par a couple, and good. every every few rounds I'll birdie one and feel good about it. So give me your golf score, like under par, par, over par, how many for this Warrior season? I know we got one more left today. Could finish third, could finish fourth, but how would you, in golf terms, how would you say Steve Kerr and the Dubs fared this year? So I think they are just under. Just under? Just under. Because going into this year, I didn't have a super high expectation. Um, I think their over-under was 48. It's kind of like, man, if they can get to 48, that'd be mm-hmm. – because they're then they're in the playoffs and, you know, you're feeling good. But the front nine was was incredible. They were so good to start the year. But then the way they kind of fell apart down the stretch. You know, started missing partly some to, fairways. Yeah, started missing some fairways. Missed, missed, a couple of, missed a couple of easy putts. Yeah. Uh, but so overall, they're under par. But I think the back nine, they're probably over. Um, but yeah, I think just under. Like one or two under. To me, they're solidly under par. I understand your point. And, you know, how many, it depends where, what course we're talking. <laughs> but they have a 50-win season. And here they are. Looks like, again, we don't know for sure yet. Three seed. I mean, for this team to be the three seed in the West, I know you're right. You look at it through the lens of that fast start. Doesn't look that impressive, but any 50-win season is remarkable. And I think all the problems I've had in the second half, to me, especially the injury problems, make 50 wins even more impressive. But now what it comes down to is, that's great. Who are you going to play? All that. But this team right now, Kyle, right now the Warriors with the playoff set to start, Next weekend, we don't know yet if they're going to start on Saturday or Sunday for the Warriors. Is this a legitimate contender? The Warriors right now, are they legitimate contenders? 888-957-9570. Yeah, of course they are. Like, they have they have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. As long as those guys are playing and playing effectively, that's what, more than anything, over the last two weeks. Because Steph's going to come back and I think be Steph. I'm not. He's fine. Over the last two weeks, seeing Draymond Green emerge the way he has and put together, now I think it's three consecutive games where he's just looked like Draymond. 
And that that question of, hey, is it just a matter of flipping a switch? Can he just turn it on? And he has. And as we talked about, like defensively, that's where it's going to start with this team. Mm -hmm. Can he anchor their defense and do so effectively and will them to a win or two? That game against Phoenix, I know they lost, but a lot of that was like just sheer force of will from Draymond. And seeing that from him was very, very encouraging because if they're going to get that, and then you get Steph Curry back, and Clay Thompson, he's playing a little better. Like I said, I think his volume's going to go down some in the playoffs, but I think his efficiency as a result will go up. You get Jordan Poole on a big stage. I think Jordan Poole's going to shine. Now all of a sudden it's like, that's a really good team. That's a team that can hang with Memphis, that can hang with Phoenix, that can hang with pick a team in the East. So, yeah, I, I, I think they are a legitimate contender. I think they could win a title. I think they got to thread the needle. Here and there, and you talked about some of the ways in which they're, they're they're hoping things come together. Right now, with the playoffs about to begin, I wouldn't see them as a legitimate. If I'm going to name which teams are you know really great chances to win the title, I wouldn't put the Warriors on that list. Again, they really? can, they can, and I hope it comes together. But there are just so many question marks and so many things that they still haven't had a chance to figure out. Let, let's do oh. let's do this. Let's do tears. Okay, I don't mean crying. You mean like no? Let's not do that. Okay, tier one. Is like bona fide Phoenix. They're alone. I think I would put them alone, and that's I'm not saying I guarantee they're going to win a championship, but I'd put them up there. Um, I'd put Memphis. Obviously, I'd still have the Warriors third in the West, which they're probably going to be. I okay. don't know the East. I'm not really crazy about a lot of teams in the East as far as legitimate contenders because Robert Williams the third is hurt. I mean, Boston was trending towards, oh, my goodness, wow. that They went from, eh, to that's a legitimate contender. Are they right now? I don't know. So let's say let's say Tier 1 is like, bet on this team. to win. Like, this is the team I think is going to win the championship. You have Phoenix there? Uh, I do. And that's it? Yeah. How about you? Okay. Um, I'd put Phoenix there. And I, mm, I badly want to put Memphis there. I think Memphis is really good. I do too. But I just think Phoenix is again. Maybe I'm. I think I said this last time I was on with you. Maybe I'm just too influenced by that one loss record. But I mean, they, that's a great team right now. Guarantees well, and, nothing when the playoffs start. But they're right. deep. Um, they've they got like so the many best different ways. Road record ever, right? They yeah. I mean, their their road record was better than most teams' home records. Yeah, incredible. So to me. For what it's worth. Okay. Tier Phoenix one. is tier one. Tier one. Tier two is like Memphis. Memphis. Okay. Is anyone else there? I might. I'm tempted to put Milwaukee there just because of what they Milwaukee. You know, Milwaukee's there champion. for sure to me. Milwaukee's in this. It, it, so my tier two is very large because that's where I'm putting Milwaukee. That's where I'm putting um, Miami. Brooklyn. Miami's one. Miami. Mm. I can't put Brooklyn that high, although I'm with you. I, you know, a lot of people are discounting them, but I, you know, basically, I can't put basically, them that high. <laughs> any East Eastern Conference team you think is a contender? Yeah, they're in that second tier to me, um, and that's where the Warriors go. It's like, can they? Like, would I be surprised if they won it? No. If I had a thousand dollars to bet on one team to win it, I'm not putting it on the Warriors. But if you came from the future and said, "Yeah, the Warriors won the finals," it'd be like, "Oh, okay." Like that makes sense. I hate to tell you this, but I am from the future. What? So, yeah, so I, I'm so not supposed the... to talk about that. But um, 
Here's the thing about the Warriors. You touched on some interesting things, and you glossed over to me what one of the keys is. And maybe you're 100% right. We obviously don't know. You said, Steph, I'm not worried about Steph. He'll be fine. And hopefully he will be. That's the plan. But, you know, we don't know till he plays. There's a chance he'll be fine. The ligament thing, I'm also a little suspicious just because we, we found out so little about it. And that's the Warrior way, and a lot of teams are that way. And I'm not saying that they were obligated to tell us more, but – I just don't know. There have been some good signs. So you got Steph back. Even if he's healthy, you got to work him back into things. You're right about Draymond. I agree completely. He, uh, the last uh, game and a half especially, he's just been, wow, that's Draymond again. But uh, when you hear Steve Kerr talking about how, you know what, we may have to shoot 40 or 50 threes a game. We, we, we may have to, um, depending on what happens with us defensively. I just think there are too many things that have to fall into place for this team for them to be a legitimate contender. Could they win? Yeah. To me, it would be a real surprise if they won a championship. A real surprise? Yeah. Not like stunning, not like the Giants' 107 wins, but wow. Uh, yeah, I just think they've got um, too many things going on right now compared to other teams that uh, have everything more buttoned what, up with the how playoffs did you, nearly how, upon us. What, how did you feel when they won in 2015? Um, well, I you could see it. By the time they got into the playoffs, I know a lot of people were saying – uh, their jump shooting team, blah blah blah, right. things like Barkley. They can't. I I was I thought they'd beat the Cavs in the finals easier than they did. Of course, they struggled. They had to figure things some things out. Then they did straighten it out. It was amazing to watch. Um, but I was a big Bogut fan, so I didn't think before the season started. I didn't see that. Wow, this is a championship team. But I wasn't. Once I saw them play, I wasn't stunned. I wasn't like, how are they doing this? These guys aren't that good. Okay, so legit. let's say no let's question. Let's say they come out. And let's say they beat Denver in five games and do so pretty easily. I have them beating Denver if they play them in six. So, yeah, if they did that, to me, that would be really impressive. It's not impossible, but, yeah, I'd be impressed. Would at that point you'd be like, oh, okay, they're, like, yeah, that, my questions know. are answered. I can't answer that because it depends how it would happen. And, you know, I, I don't know. And I don't want to also start trying to play it both ways. Like, I feel this way now, but, yes, I would feel that way later. Um, so right now with the playoffs beginning, I just don't see them as a, as a top-tier legitimate contending team. There are a lot of teams that have a shot. I think they're more of a dark horse to win. A dark it's horse. Hard, hard to win. The this is Steph NBA Curry, title. Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. Yes. And Steve Kerr. Yes. And Jordan Poole's been awesome. Did you just mention Jordan Poole? I did. Yeah. Because he's a key to this, right? It's also Wiggins and Bielitsa. It is. It's yeah. those guys as well. And it's going to be harder Lee. to hide those guys. And Damian, I like Damian Lee. It's going to get We're wins. not going to see a lot of them. I was happy that he started last night. Damian Lee, and I, I know I said this to you before the show started, I think you agreed. Damian Lee is a Tevin Coleman of the Warriors. The 2019 Tevin Coleman, yeah. We're like, he's Although not, that's, see. Tevin Coleman was probably better than Damian yes, Lee. That's, yeah. but I get, but 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 I get what you're saying. But for some reason, people still hated him. Yes. I mean, hated him. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think I get that. Um, you just disagree with me, and I understand. I, and I'm sure a lot of fans think I'm being short-sighted here, not giving you know, the championship uh, culture enough credit. Iguodala, how healthy he's going to be is going to have a lot to do with how far they get. I'm, you know, he's 38. What it's, did he say after the game against the Lakers? He said, "I'm 38. If he dies, he dies." Yeah. Like, oh yeah. my God. So, yeah. So he doesn't even know. So you're right. Like a lot. There's the the margin for error with Golden State is very slim. But that being said, if you're, and again, this is an if, but if you're telling me. Yeah, you're getting Steph Curry for 40 minutes a night. You're getting Klay Thompson for 40 minutes a night. You're getting Draymond Green for 40 minutes a night. 
I, like that's an that's enough for Steve Kerr to then mix and match. And like I said, at that point, can you get can you get one a, a game from Otto Porter where he goes five of eight from three and and helps you pull one out? Can you get can you get a big like thirty point game from Jordan Poole one night? Um, can Kevon Looney hold up and play good defense and then you know give you his his six points and eight boards or whatever? Like, I the 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 pathway is not is not unclear. Like the path to a Warriors championship is is very clear to me. Um, does it involve some things going right for sure? But I don't think it's like an astronomical like oh my god they they got this and I'm I don't think it's as I just don't think it's as I wouldn't call them a dark horse. I just think a big part of it is the two teams that we mentioned. I think anybody would look at this and say, okay. I mean, unless you're real, you know, real warrior fan where you're not even objective about it. You got Phoenix and Memphis who you'd say have a better chance, right? Not to say the Warriors don't have a chance. Those teams have a better chance, right? Those are really, really, really good teams. And you said it earlier, you know, I don't know how the odds makers would look at it, but the Warriors would be underdogs against those teams. You probably have to beat both of them to win a championship. Mm -hmm. That's just really hard. So it's not just the Warriors in a vacuum. It's who they'd have to play and how they'd have to get to uh, get through to get to a championship. Yeah. No, the, the, I was thinking about that the other day, the league feels so much deeper now than it did even four or five years ago. Because in the West, like the Warriors just didn't even, even that 2014 15 season, it just felt like they were just, it's like, man, they are just better than everyone. Like they, by the end of the year, like you said, you didn't necessarily think that going in, but by the end of the year, it's like, man, 67 went, God, they're just good. Just rolling people. There's yeah. just nobody, there's just nobody. And I know, I know the Grizzlies gave them into a little bit of trouble, but they figured that out and rolled them. And, um, but there was nobody that, that was going to hang with them. I think if you pick that team up and drop them into this year's West, I don't think they're rolling Memphis and, and Phoenix the way they did. And I don't think they're rolling the Eastern champion the way they did the Cavs. And again, I know the Cavs gave them trouble for the first couple of games, but then they figured it out. So, um, Kyle, the, what about Houston? Yeah, they um, were, you know, they they were not. Much they went seven games. In the, in the conference only team yeah, to no, go seven Houston, games. Yeah, no, Houston for mm. Houston. Houston was there, um, but again, like I think, I think this Memphis team is beating that Houston team. I think Phoenix this year is beating that Houston team. Um, so yeah, I, I just there's there's so much more. So to that point, in the West, it was the Warriors and the Rockets. Like they're gonna clash at some point. And any any matchup before that is that year. By the way, it was only a five game series in the conference finals, twenty fifteen. Warriors beat the Rockets in five. It didn't go seven. That right, Rockets but team when we got like, to seventeen, yeah, eighteen, yeah, yeah. But but again, it was it was the Warriors and then it was the Rockets, and that was kind of the the in the East. It was the Cavs. Nobody was beating the Cavs. Like they just they weren't. I know. Okay, Boston took took them to seven or whatever it was, and um, Chicago I think was in there one year. I might be I might be off by a year or two with that but you get it. like it was the Cavs are going to come out of the east the Warriors were going to come out of the west and that's what it was this year as good as Phoenix has been when you look at their numbers and you look at their metrics they are one of the best regular season teams of all time and it's not even like oh they're going to roll mm-hmm. it's like dude they're going to have to deal with the Warriors probably they're going to have to deal with Memphis like that there's and then even the Warriors first round series 
it's like, man, that's Denver. Denver's going to be a tough out. There's three reasons why I'm just a little skeptical of the Warriors' chances. And maybe all three of these things work out, and maybe they do win a championship. Again, I wouldn't be shocked if they win a championship. I'd be surprised. One is just the injuries. There's nothing they can do about that. Steph coming back, Clay coming back from injury. Draymond's still be dealing with back injury. You got Andre Iguodala, who has been hurt. So those are potentially huge factors. So that's one concern for me. Secondly, you've got the fact that this just defensively, and I know what their defensive rating is, they're not as good defensively as they've been in the past. Um, and that was the foundation. I say this all the time, I know. That was the foundation for their championships. As great as they were shooting the ball and offensively, um, the defense was the foundation of their championships. And and the defense, not only is it not what it was, but I think you have more weak spots defensively that teams can target than they used to have. Uh, and then thirdly is just um, I don't know that Steve Kerr knows who he can count on. When Andre Iguodala talked about we're going to have to be ramping up during the playoffs, and he said because we have Clay back, excuse me, we have Steph coming back, How's he going to play? How's he going to fit into things? We'll just have to wait and see. During the playoffs to do that, that's a that's a long putt. And somebody asked, uh, I think Slates asked Steve Kerr about that and asked, isn't that risky? And Steve Kerr said, it's not a risk because we have no choice. It's the only choice. We have to see how it works. It's just tough to do. It could work out, but, man, those are three real big question marks hanging over the team right now. When you're playing yeah. in the conference with two really good teams, can it be done? It can be, but I think it's going to be a real challenge. Far from no, likely. No, it's not going to be easy for sure. But I, I give, I give Golden State as good of a chance to to win the finals as I do any other team in the West, as good or better, uh, save for Phoenix, just because I think Phoenix is 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 the best team. Somebody points out, and I apologize. Here, here we go. Seven oh seven. Chris Paul voids uh, the Suns' hope of a championship. His playoff history will void anything Booker can do. It's a great point. I mean, Chris Paul's injury history in the postseason, I thought last year if Chris Paul hadn't gotten hurt, they would have won it. But he did get hurt. And in the past, it's been a lot of hamstrings, but last year was his wrist, whatever it was. So, I mean, you're right. That's a fact. Chris Paul just has a nasty habit or the bad luck of in the playoffs getting hurt a lot. And it's been a long season for all those veteran players. Yeah. Chris Paul did get the quote unquote time off though with the injury. Right. Um, but he was I mean, he was good in the finals last year. They just kinda He was until he got hurt and then it was like yeah. he couldn't Yeah. Why I thought he knew how to dribble a basketball. Yeah, he's like know? playing like left handed. Yeah, yeah, was... yeah. No, for sure. And and if that's I mean, there if if you're saying like, hey, I'm gonna guarantee that Chris Paul is gonna get hurt, then yeah, the Suns are less effective, but it's still Devin Booker. It's Mikael Bridges. It's Cam Johnson. It's DeAndre Ayton. Like that's a deep team. That's a good team. JD was pointing out to me if you look at the matchups this year between the Suns and the Warriors, and I think there's something to be said for the fact that maybe neither team has really put their best foot forward in any of those games. But, I agree. Yeah. So you know we'll have to see. But the Warriors have defended Booker really well, really well, and they've also defended Ayton pretty well. You know that's what the Suns hang their their hats on. Uh, and you gotta wear hats down there because it's so hot. There's so much sun. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta. It's just dumb if There's you don't. There's hats everywhere. You gotta wear the hats and better hats than than Willard wears. But um, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's that? It's a City Connect jersey, and it's just a generic black hat that you got at the. You know, he's not a big two logo guy. Yeah, I I guess. What are I you guess. doing? What I'm doing mm-hmm. is explaining that the Warriors played DeAndre Ayton well, and in that matchup, I think that's what the Suns hang their hat on is. We got Aiton 
they don't have the size to match up with us. And we got JaVale McGee. But, but I, the Warriors have played them very well. Yeah, and I, th- I think part of it is because the Suns have tried to hang their hat on that. And if you're hanging your hat on your big, like the Warriors are going to figure that out. The Warriors are going <laughs> to, right. If you're, if you're getting way up there and hanging the hat on, the, the Warriors are going to figure that out. And that's what I, I think Monty Williams is a good coach, and I think the Suns are deep enough that they that they would have a have a wrinkle for Golden State in the playoffs. It's been an incredible season. I mean, not only in terms of the success the Warriors have had finishing third, but I mean, just so fascinating and so many ups and downs. And I think the playoffs are going to be the same way. Pretty amazing thing. Just this is this shows how the Stephen Curry era has just changed the perception of Warriors basketball. Prior to Steph Curry's arrival. The Warriors, in their history, had four seasons with 50 or more wins. And their high was 59 in 1975-76. This year, they're... The year they lost to... Who'd they lose to in the conference finals that year, Kyle? The Bucks, The Suns. Oh, the Suns. Oh, okay. Um, so, that was... So, 59 wins. 50, uh, this year, they won 52 games. It is the two... Four, and counting. It is the seventh time in the Steph Curry era that they've won 50 or more games. They got to 52 and we're sitting here like, was it a good year? Like, eh, hey. That's what I'm saying. Like, it definitely the, the perception, was. Yeah. The perception of Warriors basketball has just shifted so dramatically. Prior to Steph Curry's arrival, the last time they'd won 50 games in a season was 93-94. Wow. That is such a long time ago. Yep. And that was, that was prior to 13-14. That was the first year they won 50 since then. And since 13-14, they've done it seven times now. Great factoid, Kyle. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, are you sure you want the Memphis side of the bracket? That's up next year. It's Kyle Madsen, Whitey Gleason, 95-7 the game. Selling a little or a lot? <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Kyle Madsen, Whitey Gleason, thank you for being with us. Make sure you stick around because uh, I'm really going to make sure I stick around for Shamari and Allen coming up. Top of the hour here on 95.7 The Game. I was listening Friday. Probably prefer if you left. Well, I mean I'm going to be listening. That's all I mean. Oh, In that sense. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, um, I was listening to, it was Allen and Devone. You know Devone? Dan Devone, I think it is. Never heard of him. Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, they great. were on. They were on Friday. JD and I were in for Damon and Ratto, and then driving home, I'm listening to uh, Alan and uh, Dan Devone. And uh, Alan was, and he was like a real baseball player, right? Like he played in college. So that's to me. I know, I know you're travel ball and everything. I know. Yeah. But, yeah. Alan. <laughs> so I really. All, all jokes aside, Alan was like a high level player. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. He was a really good baseball I was a player. Backup catcher for yeah. a mediocre travel team. Yeah. And we all, you know, like here I am talking about, I got thrown out of third base. And he's like, he was a real a baseball player. Not the only one at the station either, right? I mean, there are some, yeah, some guys that played well, there's college me. baseball. No, I wasn't even talking about, you know, I was talking about Evan Giddings. Ah, another high level athlete. Producer of the outstanding Steiny Guru show, who was a, mm-hmm. a pitcher at the college level. He was. Willamette? Well, uh, Is that where he pitched? That sounds right. Okay. Anyway, listening to Alan, and he was saying, you know, the baseball season's too long. And I was going nuts listening because I agreed with him, but I didn't like the reasons he was giving. And I came close mm. to being that guy that I'm going to call in. It's like, I can't. I work there. They get, you know, they don't. Well, no, because it'll. Just it'll, call yourself I'm David this, Alameda. I'm. <laughs> Yeah, just call yourself Dave and Alameda and just Good give joke. it a mellow ball take and yeah. just have it like a Scooby-Doo reference. Yeah. Anyway, right. so I decided, you know what? They're doing their show. That's the last thing they need. But anyway, they're coming up. And uh, anytime Alan talks anything about baseball, and I, you know, I love Shamari. Shamari's from Vallejo. Dan Devone's my guy. But uh, we got Shamari and Alan coming up. I pay special attention when anybody like Evan or Alan, let's see if there's anybody else in the station. <clears throat> Anyway, when those guys talk about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Kyle Madsen. No, it's fine. No, Kyle but, Madsen, no, who was a travel a, ball backup yeah, catcher? backup travel ball catcher on a bad on a bad travel ball team. So, um, And you were telling me one time you were catching, right? And you're throwing, and it was, you guys are facing uh-oh. a guy who now is playing for the Rays. And it's like you're giving signals and you have curveball, right? And oh no! As as pitching, you were pitching. Yeah, I was pitching okay. this time. Wow! And um, how'd that happen? Um, I threw a knuckleball in practice, and my coach was like, "Hey, get on the mound. This would be fun." Okay. And I didn't do that. I just so threw you threw this like, guy a really good hitter. You threw him what else? A slider or a curveball? That's the thing is, he wasn't a really good hitter. He was just fine. Okay. I, I threw him a curveball. Threw him a curveball. Curve okay. And he buckled. Yeah. And when I was a catcher, typically, so when this coach just a you know. Red rear end, former minor leaguer, like just a baseball guy. Royals organization. Royals org, yeah. yeah. He's sitting on the bucket, and he'd relay the signs into the catcher. Catcher relays into the pitcher. Yeah. So I would just watch him because I knew the signs, right? Right, And right. so I'm I'm watching him throw a breaking ball, strike one, throw another one, and he just kind of feebly like waves yeah. at it. Yeah. Strike two. And I look over at the coach, and the coach is looking at me, and he just goes, F-bomb, throw it again! <laughs> just out loud. 
for everyone. And it worked. He had a weak ground to the third and got him up. Yeah. And now he's playing Major League Baseball, and I'm that was kind sitting of here pre- eating goldfish. The precursor of the pitchcom, right? Just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's the that's the new pitchcom. Fastball. <laughs> Just throw a fastball. Throw an F another one. What is going yeah. on here? Yeah, that's great. How did it work? It got him out. Yeah. yeah. A little weak ground ball to third. That's the highlight. <laughs> that's the to let you know what kind uh, of a player I was. That's the highlight of my career. Yeah. I one time in my. Checkered, brief baseball career faced a guy that I know of that ended up pitching in the majors. His name is John Bonet, and he actually made like three starts for the Indians, and he ended up getting hurt or something. He hardly pitched. It was a big, like high draft pick, and I'm facing him, uh, and he'd already been drafted. And I swear, the first pitch he swung, I swung at, and one of the coaches goes, "You gotta, you gotta swing before." <laughs> You can't swing after the ball's already by you. Thanks, coach. <laughs> yeah. But I drew a walk and I stole second. Hey, had a boy. Yeah. This work. Man, that guy threw hard. And you know, to me, he was just like, yeah, whatever. As I, I had when I was in, this is so dumb just talking about who was in high school. Um, but that was when I knew, like, and that's how I like watching the Masters. And it's just like, these guys are so good at this sport. Not like, oh, they're, be- they are just in a different stratosphere than the best golfer you golf with. Right. Like that, that's, that's unless you golf with a professional, but that's a different thing. So I'm playing in a, in a tournament going into my senior year and I'm still deciding, am I going to go to a four-year school and skip sports? Cause I wasn't going to play at a D one. Like I wasn't any good. Or am I going to pursue this to go to a Juco and see if I can Be figure a backup something out? catcher who occasionally might pitch for <laughs> right, division three. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, not even that like junior college. Like, can I, okay. Can I figure it out and maybe play a little bit? So I'm still trying to figure that out. I face this kid during 93. And he, I'm leading off, and he threw a 93-mile-an-hour fastball by me. And literally, Whitey, I'm not joking. In that moment, I stepped out, and I'm looking down at our coach, and I'm like, I'm not going to play this sport anymore. Right. Like, I'm <sighs> not. I am not. This guy's throwing I totally understand like an that. average fastball, and I had nothing for it. And then he pumped another one by me, threw a breaking ball, and it was over. And so I played that tournament, and I played my high school season. I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm just I'm done playing now. Oh, we got a warrior update for you in just a moment. Before we do, um, just to to put a bow on it, have the Reds and Braves started yet today, Kyle? Do you know? You may. Yeah, have they sure have. Okay, who's pitching for the Reds? It's Hunter Green's pitching. Hunter Green, today, right? yeah, yeah. This is a guy that in high school was throwing triple digits. So I don't know how he's doing today, but he threw a pitch last year. What 100? He he could. He's been clocked at 103. So he could join an elite group of major leaguers who ever have been clocked at like 103 plus. Mm. Just an incredible and easy well, cheese, as a, as you catchers like to say, that easy cheese, baby. Well, when he was coming out of high school, there was like a big Sports Illustrated feature on him. They were like the next Babe Ruth. He was basically supposed to be Shohei Otani before Shohei Otani. He was that level of prospect. So when the Reds took him, there was this big debate of like, okay, do you keep him at shortstop and let him mash? Or do you move him to pitcher? And pitching is easier to project than hitting, so they just turned him into a pitcher. Uh, Hunter Green today, five innings, four hits, three runs, two walks. He struck out seven. He gave up a couple of home runs. I do not have uh, whether he threw a 103-mile-an-hour fastball. Is he – I think he's 22? Yeah, very young still. Yeah. All right. So, again, one of those uh, bright young stars worth following baseball. Um, for this year. I also right? like that his name's Hunter Green. Yeah, worth following. Yeah, he's one of our young High stars sure worth knows. following, worth watching baseball this year. There you go. Uh, the Warriors tonight wrap up the regular season against the New Orleans Pelicans. By the way, 
Pelicans are actually a badass animal. They look like these goofy, yeah, seabird. I've seen video of a pelican eating a weasel. What? Yeah. They do that? They can do that. They're, huh? yeah, with those big pouches and beaks. And, you know, they look like, oh, it's a goofy pelican. Just don't mess with a pelican. Okay. Where's messing with the pelicans tonight? Here's Brian Iglesias. Reluctantly, we go to Brian with a, a warrior update on tonight. What do we got, B? Yes, thank you, Whitey. Uh, apparently, Andrew Wiggins, Andre Godala, and Otto Porter Jr. will get the night off tonight in New Orleans. Hmm, thank you. So, Porter, Wiggins, and Iguodala mm-hmm. not playing tonight. So that means Clay and Dre should be playing against the Pelicans. Again, the Warriors. Rare night off for Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, they probably have to win in order to nail down the three seed, depending on how serious Dallas is uh, about their game with the Spurs tonight. And we had said, maybe you heard, we said yesterday that uh, Luca was not going to be able to play tonight because he got teed up Friday. That would have been his 16th tee, and that um, kicks in the automatic one-game suspension. But he appealed, and the league decided, yeah, they rescinded the technical, so Luca is good to go tonight. That's justice, baby. Good for you, Luca. You go. Yeah, good for Luca and good for all the fans who paid to see Luca. Good for them. Uh, Ingram's not playing tonight. Jo- Herbert Jones oh, isn't my playing. Yeah, and who's the other one who's not playing tonight? Devontae Graham. Okay, so yeah. Oh, Devontae Graham's not playing? Yeah, the oh, Pelicans have... Didn't he have a really good year for the Hornets last year? He's a good player. Yeah. He's a really good player. The Pelicans have clinched all that they can clinch, right. so... You know, that's why we say, or that's why I say, Kyle may disagree. Don't bet on anything today in the NBA because it's Warriors, just goofy. Warriors minus six. I kind of like that number. Warriors minus six. I take the under. Huh. We're under 221. Big time. It mm-hmm. depends how much Draymond plays. I just, I'm telling you, stay away from all of it, Kyle. Good luck to you, but stay away from all of it. Okay, I yeah. probably will. So if you're the three seed, one way or the other tonight, you end up as the three seed, you're in the Memphis side of the bracket. Do you agree? JD and I agree. You'd rather be the three seed, and I think you're right. It looks like the Warriors are trying for the three seed. They're not going to you know, have a meltdown if they end up fourth, but they're trying for it. I think it gives you your best path to go in the Memphis bracket, then play the Suns if you have to in the conference final. You agree with that? I, There's people in the organization, apparently, who have differing opinions on this. The difference is negligible to me. It's not like they need to lose tonight to make sure they play. You're going to probably have to play them both. Right. I, I, that's it. You're going to have to beat one to get to the other. What order you do that in, it doesn't, it, like, ultimately, it doesn't matter. If they lose to. Memphis in the second round instead of the conference finals. Like I view the Warriors no differently this year. But which one of those teams is more likely to be knocked out early? Uh, whichever it's team Memphis, plays, which, right? whichever team plays the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers are kind of scary. Like just as a, as I, I could see Memphis because they're young and have not, you know, they went in last year and they won that first game in Utah and then got swept after that it was the gentleman's sweep. Um. I could see Memphis going into a series against like the Clippers and going, these guys, like let's move on to round two. And all and of a sudden, maybe be, they might be overlooking and looking ahead to the Warriors a little bit, right? Right. As much so, as they, as they they don't like the Warriors. Right. They I think actively dislike them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so actually, Eric Hasseltine, their their wonderful radio play by play. Known him for many years. Used he's, to play basketball he's, against. He's them. terrific. Um, I gave him a driver once. Cool. Yeah. Like a lift driver. 
I gave him a, I think it was a blue Nike driver. Oh, which I don't like think a they golf make anymore. Driver. I probably should have okay. kept it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you messed up. Yeah. But he said like the the Grizzlies like want to do what the Warriors did. Like they look up to them in a way, but not in a way that like we can't beat those guys. We're scared of them. But hey, that's the path we want to follow. What do we need to do to get on the level those guys reach to get to the finals five years in a row? So I think there is a a healthy respect there, but I also think that Memphis wants more than anything to knock the Warriors out of the playoffs. And so it wouldn't, like, if you told me, yeah, hey, Memphis is going to play the Clippers and wind up in a seven-game series with them, that would not shock me at all. Mm-hmm. And so if you're telling me which one, I, I think Memphis is the team that's more likely to get eliminated first. If by chance the Warriors end up fourth, which doesn't appear likely but certainly possible, then, oh boy, then you're in the sun side of the bracket. But you almost certainly are going to get Utah in the first round. And I think there's some upside there, too. Utah, I've seen them what, in the last week and a half, two weeks, blow three massive fourth-quarter leads, uh, finger-pointing, literally and figuratively going on. That team is unraveling before our very eyes. So if you end up playing Utah in the first round, I think that would uh, be tremendous for the Warriors, especially, as we've said, as they're trying to ramp things up with Steph. I don't think they're going to have a lot of problems with Utah, and they match up so well against them. Really bad vibes in Utah. Very bad. Like I just don't think I don't think there's a team in the West that Utah could play where I'd be like, yeah, I'm taking Utah. But I, even if they're the better team, I just their logo should be a piece of burnt toast, right? That the way be the Jazz logo <laughs> right now. The way, like, just the way, like you have Donovan Mitchell <laughs> calling timeouts they don't have, and then you have Rudy Gobert on that. They had a chance to close the Warriors out. Rudy Gobert gets the rebound, airmails a pass out of bounds, the outlet pass. Like, it's just those little mistakes where it's like, gosh, like, you just, they can't. Did you see the video of it out late in games? Up and I forget, it might have been Poole guarding me, had the mismatch. And yeah, and they didn't throw it to him. Yeah. I thought it was GP2. Was it GP2? Okay. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell is right there, and it's like an easy entry pass. He's like, nah, I'm not throwing him the ball. And then Quinn Snyder was like, no, they go to dinner. They sit at the same dinner table sometimes. Sometimes they sit at the same table, not necessarily next to each other. So they blew a lead against the Suns. They blew a lead against the Warriors. Before that, they blew a big lead, 25-point lead against the Clippers. And after that game, Gobert said, well, this team, it's always been this way. We just don't like to get our hands dirty. That's what he said about his own team. And then Mitchell says, I just think that's childish. You're going to tell me those guys are going out to dinner together? Yeah. and They may end up in the same restaurant. And this has been the same. Like, that's been the the knock on the Jazz for years. And it's like, you still haven't figured it out? Like, the problem is just you now. Do you think they blow it up after this year if they get knocked out in the first round? I think they might. It'd be unfortunate. I think it'd be stupid if they got rid of Quinn Snyder. But he may be on his way to, who knows, maybe the Lakers. But I think that that combo, that foundation of Mitchell-Gobert, it's kind of like Simmons and Embiid last year. They tried it and tried it and tried it. And now it's like, you know what? It's obvious. It's just you can't get any further with it. I just don't think you can build around a big of Rudy Gobert's style. You know who may be interested in him in the trade market if he's available? I saw this yesterday. The Dallas Mavericks. Why? Um, they what, apparently like why? because I guess because they feel like he's a you know star caliber player, defensive minded, defensive player of the year candidate, sir. And you know they don't really have a traditional center. Just yesterday, I was looking up. I went to the Dallas Morning News site because I was trying to figure out well who would Dallas rather play here, Utah or the Nuggets. And then you know like with the words, like you get a, 
kind of a split opinions on it, but I found some suggestions that, oh, yeah, if Gobert's available this offseason, Dallas would be interested. They can have uh, Sure. Him. Yeah, That I just I don't know how, how much better your team is when you have Rudy Gobert on it. Like, just in, in this era of basketball, I get what Rudy Gobert does well, but it's, pr- like, proven if your big can't get away from the basket, like, at least Joel Embiid, he can stretch it out, he can – he. He, I don't know if he can shoot it, but he does shoot it from three. He had a big night last um, he's night. He's a good that. offensive player. You can run the offense through him. Rudy Gobert is like a, 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 a negative on offense. I mean, he's a he's a zero at best. French rejection or Stifle Tower? Which way do you Stifle go? Tower? So good. Stifle Tower. It's such a good nickname. Mm-hmm. So that's because he that's, also has the same impact on your own offense, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and we talked about this last week. Can you? In, again, we are talking in the NBA in 2022. Uh, basketball is supposed to get it down into the post, and this is—it's not how the game's played anymore. And Rudy Gobert, even if you do feed him on the post, it's not like he's got these awesome moves that he's busting out. He's going to catch lobs and get rebounds and putbacks. Like that's kind of the extent of his offensive game. That's going to be at the forefront. That whole debate—you know, small ball size—it's going to be at the forefront of just about every one of the Warriors' postseason series. Right, and and. With Rudy Gobert specifically, what keyed that Warriors comeback? They attacked him on defense. They went right at him. They said, we're going to put you in a pick and roll. You're going to sag, and we're just going to rain threes over the top. Yeah. And, and eventually they're going to start going in, and, and they did. They didn't adjust, and they were very stubborn about it. And I've come to the conclusion that they didn't adjust because they know, to the point you just made, you're better off with Gobert and drop coverage giving room to shooters than you are having him actually try to defend people because he can't do it. Were Can't they, defend smaller players are on they, the perimeter. Are they stubborn, or do they? Ju- is that all they can do? Like that's you said they didn't. They didn't switch anything up. It's like, what? Well, what? What's the solution? Mm-hmm. Do you put Eric Pascal at at center and say, "Hey, yeah, get out on the perimeter"? Actually, I don't know about Pascal at center specifically, but they tried going small a little bit this year when they were struggling, and it just they didn't like the results. <laughs> yeah, well, that, uh, on the text line here, pardon me, Kyle. Gobert defending the paint is a main reason Utah has even been relevant these last couple of years. Yes, but it's also why they got knocked out exa- by the Clippers last year. Right. It's a little bit. It, it's it's like in a seven game series, teams are going to figure out how to how to get around that. And then to that point, the Clippers figured it out last year, and then they sent the Jazz home with Reggie Jackson just getting into Rudy Gobert's body and scoring over him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Terrence Mann went off too. Yeah, Terrence Mann yeah. had a huge game again because they would get Gobert in a switch and Mann would be out by himself in the corner and he's just going to blaze away. With the season ending today, Kyle, and people have been, you know, the texts we're getting and the calls and requests, and well, I haven't actually seen any, but people want to know who will be your selections for some of the NBA awards. Who's your MVP in the NBA, NBA this year? I'm going. Jokic, and I'm going to try not to get mad if you don't agree, because he's been unbelievable. He's the MVP, dude. Thank you. Are you kidding me? I'm not. And it he's, would, he's, it, he's, We'd he's, have to go go Baron Mitchell if you disagreed. No. <laughs> Except we're not going to dinner together, sir. No, it, it's it's Jokic. He's 2,000, just, was it? 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists. Yeah. Only player ever to do that. And it's, it's just when you take him, like, there's the take, I get the book argument. Best player, best team. I get Joel Embiid. But, dude, remove Jokic from the Nuggets, and what are they doing? Like, I'm sorry. They, They're going home yeah. after today. If you swap Gobert and Jokic, the Jazz are all of a sudden a very, very good team. Mm-hmm. Coach of the year, who do you have? 
I think I would go. Boy, it's Monty Williams, dude. Really? Yeah, See, I'd go. go ta- I would go Taylor Jenkins. Taylor Jenkins is good choice. Monty was honestly <laughs> Eric Spolstra. Um, yeah. What about Steiny's buddy in Minnesota, Coach Finch? I'm out. Um, Why? Yeah, because it's Steiny's buddy. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then his his name escapes me. Oh my gosh, uh, the Celtics coach, Ime Udoka. Ime Udoka. Thank you. Uh, what he's done especially over the second half and getting that team playing the way they're playing. I think he's done an awesome job as well. A lot of good coaching in the NBA this year. Warriors conclude the regular season against the Pelicans tonight, of course, right here on 95.7 The Game. Thank you, Brian. Kyle Madsen, always a pleasure, sir. Make sure you check out Kyle tomorrow producing the uh, Willard and Dib show. Last week it was mm-hmm. Madsen and Willard. We'll see how, how they all adjust to that. Uh, stick around because Shamari and Allen are next right here on 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.